following message is recorded at City Light Church in Vicksburg, Mississippi. City Light Church exists to shine the light of Christ in our city and world through the transformed lives of His people. For more information on the church and its ministries, please visit www.citylightvicksburg.org. Praise God for everybody being here on this morning. We thank God for seeing your faces. We give honor to God for uh, Pastor Crawford and his family. Uh, in their absence, they are out honeymooning and loving and vacationing and all that other good stuff. And uh, while we are, are, are jealous and fumble our way through, we praise God for them having that break. Amen. Uh, you know, as we mentioned before, when we were you know, praying earlier, they do so much. They do so much, and sometimes you, you need for, for, for mental health, for, for spiritual health. You know, as much as they pour out, you got to take time to pull away and replenish, amen? You cannot pour from an empty cup, and there's not a life in this room that they haven't touched uh, in some measure. Even for those who, you know, aren't, aren't normally here, you're here because they've touched your life in some measure. If it was only through touching the life of the person who invited you here, amen? So we praise God for their labors, and we praise God for this time away for them to, to enjoy one another and to uh, replenish themselves, uh, to come back and do it, do it some more, amen, because we do, we do love and enjoy them while they're here. Uh, we're going to be walking through uh, John chapter 3 on this morning, uh, verses 22 uh, through 30. Uh, we praise God for uh, all he does. All he does, there's, there's so much, you know, if you're, if you're looking at a text, uh, any, any Bible study, Sunday school, I don't think there are any other preachers. Anybody ever taught a class of any sort before from Scripture, led a Bible study, anything like that? Amen, a few. Joe's not raising his hand, but we know he has. Uh, sometimes when you're looking at a text, there's so much 
in that text that you can pull from, but you know, you don't want to get up and preach five sermons, amen? <laughs> you want to preach one sermon. And so as I was walking through the text, there was just so much, so much, so much, so much. And I was like, Lord, 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 we can't do this. And, you know, the time was getting to the wire. And I'm like, okay, Lord, it's Saturday. What are we going to share with the people on tomorrow? And then this one word jumped out at me, joy. This one word jumped out at me. And that word has kind of been lingering in my, in my spirit for the last few weeks, even, even before really starting to prepare for this, joy. You know, there's, there's so much going on uh, 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 in the world. There's so much going on just in, in everyday life, be it your job or, or, or family or finances, just so much going on that, that can weigh you down, pressure you, that can distract you. Amen. Because we're supposed to live every day to the glory of Christ, right? Every day to the glory of God, yielding ourselves as his servants. You know, it gets gets hard sometimes, right? Or is it just me? Sometimes it gets hard. Sometimes we, 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 we lose sight of the fact that, you know, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. You know, sometimes the, the, the heaviness of, of life, even if just your day-to-day schedule, even if you're not watching the news and seeing people ride and, you know, kill each other and fight each other and all that kind of stuff, even if you're not watching all that, just life can get so heavy sometimes that you lose sight of the fact that God has given us this, this joy as a fruit of the Spirit. Amen. And so that just began to weigh on me. And so we'll frame our discussion this morning or the topic of our discussion this morning will be joy. And as he phrases it, John phrases it in in the text, complete joy. Amen. John Piper, uh, when he was talking about uh, joy, gave a definition of joy. And this definition we'll use to frame our discussion Uh, He gave this description as joy. Joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Spirit as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the Word and in the world. Amen? Joy, a good feeling. Now, there's there's another old song. It says, uh, I wouldn't have a religion I couldn't feel sometimes. Anybody familiar with that song? I know some of our black saints are familiar with that song. Y'all have never heard that song before, have you? Go and Google it. Go and look it up. It'll bless your life. But a good feeling. Now, I don't want us to, even though we say a, a good feeling, I don't want us to get caught up in the sense of it being just an emotion that, that comes and, and goes. You know, it, it's kind of like, you know, you're alive because of your senses, right? You know, you... You feel, taste, touch, hear, sight, smell, all that good stuff. And you know you're living because all those things are functioning and they're affecting you, right? Well, it's the same with Christ. Joy in Christ. Every now and then you have an experience with him, whether you're overwhelmed uh, by joy at his goodness in worship and your hands go up and, you know, the tears start to fall or, or whether, uh, uh, you know, we're going through this blessing of humility book It's a blessing and a curse. No, it's just a blessing. It's just a blessing. Uh, And it's talking about, you know, blessed are they that mourn. 
And it talks about a deep sadness, a, a, a groaning, an aching because of our sin. So whether it's, it's, it's you know, you going throughout your day and something happens and, you know, the Lord begins to convict you because you acted out of step with the gospel, you, you felt something, amen? So that's what we're talking about. It's, it's, it's a feeling, but again, not, not just emotion. Not just emotion. And not just emotion because... Emotions change. I can be happy one minute, and I can, I can experience Jesus' joy here with y'all, and everything's good, and I'm smiling, I'm laughing, and then I get on the road in my vehicle, and somebody's driving 30 and a 55. I'm not happy anymore. So that's emotion. Just that quickly, things change. So when he says joy is a, a, a feeling, it's, it's a feeling, but it's lasting. Amen? It's not here one moment and gone the next. It's, it's lasting. But joy is a good feeling. And again, not just emotional, not just, you know, in my mind or in my heart for the moment. He said it's a good feeling in the soul. Amen? It's a good feeling in the soul. So that, that goes a little deeper than just what I'm feeling at the, at the moment. That, that's, that means that my joy is there, it's present, and it's lasting regardless of my circumstance, right? You know, the scripture, the scripture says, uh, you know, for, in uh, what is that verse? Verse 24, for John had not yet been put in prison. You know, you look through the Bible and, you know, these brothers are, and sisters are facing all kinds of, of craziness in their life, right? But that joy is something that's continuously there. Even, even Paul, as he's in, he's in prison writing the epistles, you know, he speaks of joy. And how is he experiencing joy there in, in the prison? It's not in his circumstance, it's in his soul, Right? Produced by the Spirit. Again, not in, not in circumstance. Produced by the Spirit. Sometimes I had, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a brief story. I was working at Walmart. This is probably uh, 2001. I don't remember what month it was. Uh, 2001. I was experiencing some frustration in that season of life. God was like, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I'm like, okay, God, that's, that's great, but I got to work for a living, you know. Because, you know, I got, I got a wife at home and I got bills that need to be paid. So this is where I am. But I was frustrated. And so I'm at work. I was manager at uh, Walmart Tower Loop Express in Clinton. Yay. Uh, guy comes in. He's very irate. Uh, issue about a battery. And so he has the receipt. And as I'm looking at the receipt, you know, he hands it to me. It's the portion that you sign and give back to the to cashier. And I'm like, sir, you're not supposed to even have this anyway. Right? And you know what he does? Come, come up here for a second, brother. So I got the receipt. You know, I'm standing there. And he says, now I'm already frustrated. Right? I'm already short. Thank you, brother. I'm already short. I'm already frustrated. I'm already having conversations about God, with God, about this frustration. And then this brother just snatches this receipt out of my hand. What am I feeling now? I'm not feeling joy in my spirit, am I? So I walk out, 
And I'm talking to God, and I say, okay, Lord, because I know I can't bless this man out because, you know, I'll lose my job, and I got this wife at home. You know, we were young, you know, a, a young newlywed couple, and, and I can't do this, you know. The peace that I gained in that moment to be able to go back in and talk to this gentleman and resolve this situation was not in my circumstance, right? It was a supernatural joy that God said, okay, the reason why you're so frustrated is because you're dependent on this job. You know, we got married in 2000. My, my, my mother-in-law said, hey, you guys, I don't mind y'all getting married. You know, y'all grown, but I got one, or we have one prerequisite, if you will, one, what's a good word? I'm missing it. One whatever it is. I want her to, we want her to finish school. I'm talking about my wife, we want her to finish school. So I said, all right, baby, you go to school. I'm going to work. I'm, I'm working at Walmart. I'm 23, 24 years old. You know, we have no insurance, no health, no dental, no vision. My wife wears glasses, all that good stuff. He said, you're dependent on your job. That's why you're frustrated. You're dependent on your job when you're supposed to be dependent on me. You're looking to that for provision. You're looking to Walmart for peace. You're looking to, to Walmart to take care of all the things that you're supposed to be looking to me for. And in that moment, the light came on. I was like, yeah, that's why I have no joy. That's why I have no peace. That's why this guy just frustrated me to the point where I wanted to lay hands in, in Corey's name. But joy is produced by the Spirit. It's not in your bank account. It's not in, you know, how, how strong you feel or how, how great you feel or how many vitamins you take or how much medicine you're taking or, or, or whatever it is that we do to frame our world to, to, to give us these things. It's not in the, the house that you live in. It's not in the car that you drive. It's not in how many vacations you take. It's not in, in, in any of your, your talents or abilities. Joy is produced by the Spirit. It's produced by the Spirit. And regardless of where you find yourself in. Paul says, everybody's familiar with Philippians 4 and 13. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, Right? Well, previous verses, he's talking about, hey, I've learned in all things to be content. I know what it means to abase. I know what it means to, be abound, to, to abound. So I can do high, I can do low, but I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's that joy, that consistency, that, that thing that's unshakable because it's not based on the flesh. It's in my soul, amen? The most beautiful part, he says, as he causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the word and in the world. So John says here in 27, talking to, talking to these guys, he says, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness uh, bear me witness that I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. You know, usually in, 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 in our weddings, you know, the wife, uh, the, the wedding is really about the woman. 
Amen? Anybody agree? The wedding is really about the woman. You know, everybody else is kind of there in the sanctuary. And then, you know, the, the, the music comes on. Uh, what is the song? The doors open and she comes in in her dress and everybody stands, right? And everybody turns, you know, and she's coming. The, 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 the wedding is about her. She has made herself ready for her groom. But it doesn't work that way with God, right? Jesus said, I'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Can we, the church, the bride, make ourselves without spot or wrinkle? We cannot, right? So, he says, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. 16, if you go back, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Again, we're talking about a joy that is lasting. Uh, David said, you know, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. In Ephesians, we find uh, scripture says, uh, uh, Mercy, mercy, and we are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. He's attaching joy, something that's eternal, something that's everlasting, something that's not predicated upon temporal circumstances with eternal things. Joy, hope, salvation. So he's rejoicing. He's experiencing this joy, this complete joy, because Christ is here. The one at whom, if we go back to Luke, you know, when, 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 when Elizabeth heard Mary's salutation and she said, the babe in my womb leaped at the sound of your voice. Now John is rejoicing at the sound of his voice because the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world is here. So why is our joy complete? Because we we don't have to we don't have to toil and worry over the over this life anymore. Amen. If you have been following the news, and man, we were watching some of it this morning while we were getting ready, and man, blue lives matter, black lives matter, white lives matter, and and we're killing each other over whose lives matter, and guess what? This life don't matter. For if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow after me. If you would save your, if you would seek to save your life, you will lose it. Is that what scripture says? But no, our hope, our hope is in is 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 not in in, in ourselves as the as the bride, because the bride can't prepare themselves for the groom. So I rejoice greatly at the sound of his voice. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, I rejoice greatly at the sound of his voice because I know the sound of his voice means salvation. I know the sound of his voice means hope. I know the sound of his voice means joy unspeakable and joy everlasting. I know the sound of his voice means that I can 
man, I can release my shackles. I don't, I don't, I don't have to be perfect because he's made me perfect. You know, I don't have to live up to expectations because I have an audience of one. I don't even have I don't even have to be beat down because of my faults. Because he who knew no sin became sin for us. Amen. Scripture says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. That's the bridegroom. That's what, he, that's, that's what he's done for us. So that's why John can say my joy is now complete. And that's why your joy can be complete. My joy can be complete. And it's the spirit that causes us to see that in Christ. If you recall, Pastor Brian shared about Nicodemus uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and him saying to Nicodemus, you know, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God, right? The Spirit gives us those eyes. The Spirit calls dead men to life. Amen. Last verse. He says in 30, He must increase, but I must decrease. That whosoever believes in Him, whosoever trusts in Him, the, the, the joy is available to everyone, but not everyone receives it. Amen. Whosoever believes in him, whosoever puts their trust in him, whoever submits themselves to him may have eternal life. So if you're experiencing heaviness, frustration, you know, what have you, don't, don't hit the man who snatched the receipt from you. Amen. Don't do that. You'll lose your job. You know, don't run the guy off the road who cuts you off, you know, as your insurance deductible. You may go to jail, you know. I mean, whatever your frustration is. We can go on and on with examples, but whatever your frustration is, you can, you can submit it to him. You can cast your cares upon Christ, for he indeed cares for you, and experience complete joy. Regardless of the situation, amen? Scripture says, uh, I believe it's in James, you know, count it all joy. He's talking, about, he's talking about issues, trials. You know, life is not always happy-go-lucky, but we can count it all joy. We can still have peace. We can still have a hope and a future. Yes. Because of the bridegroom, not because of our situation. Amen? So I pray that complete joy. I pray that, you, I pray that you walk in that complete joy. I pray that I walk in that complete joy because that's, that's the peace that we have. That's the peace that we have in, in him. Not because of our situations, not because of our circumstance, because it, it will not be perfect. Scripture tells us that trouble is sufficient for the day. You know what that means? Tomorrow's not here yet, but you got trouble waiting on you. How's that? But Scripture also says, you know, hey, fear not, for I've overcome the world. That's joy. It's everlasting, eternal, consistent. Let us pray. Great God and King, we are grateful for who you are. 
We are grateful that you are great and greatly to be praised, O oh Lord. We are grateful that greater is he in us than he that is in the world, O oh Lord. So as we look out and uh, as we see trouble on the horizon, O oh Lord, wars and rumors of, world, of wars, O oh Lord, and, 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 and nations against nations, O oh Lord, we don't have to fear and we don't have to be stirred up or anxious, O oh Lord, because we know that these things are to be because you spoke and said that they would be. But Lord, the hope that we have in you, O oh Lord, is that we belong to you. He who has the bride is the bridegroom, Lord. And we know from Scripture, you said, none of those that you have given me I have lost. We are in your hand, Lord. And Scripture tells us that no one can pluck us from your hands, O oh Lord. So we have an eternal hope, an eternal peace, an eternal joy, knowing that we belong to you. Lord, I pray by your Spirit that you would just... That you would restore, if there's anyone that has lost that hope, Lord, anyone that has lost that joy, oh Lord, would you restore that joy to them, oh Lord? Father, would you bring peace that passes all understanding to the hearts and minds of your people in this place on today, oh Lord? That we might trust in you. And Lord, that trust is not just uh, when times are good. Lord, that trust is not just when there's, when there's feasting. And that trust is, is not just when we're abounding, oh Lord. But that trouble is when we're in prison, Lord. That trouble is when men are seeking our life, oh Lord. That, tr that trust is, 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 is when we are uh, abased, oh Lord, when we are low. When there's more month than money, O oh Lord, when, when temptations abound, Lord, and we can't see that window of escape. Let us trust in you even then, O oh Lord. Because you promise never to leave us nor forsake us. And we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. This message was brought to you by the family and friends of City Light Church. For church worship times, directions, support opportunities, or other ministry information, please visit www.citylightvicksburg.org.